0: Last week, we began our four-week sermon series on four essential prayers. The prayers are help, thanks, sorry, and wow. In the sermon series, we'll explore these four different types of prayers. And additionally, the hope is to give you a little more confidence in your prayer life as we tried out a few different prayer practices and also debunk some of those misunderstandings around prayer. So last week, we talked about prayer. What is prayer and what it means to pray? Praying is about letting our hearts speak to God. It moves us to be in a deeper relationship with God, much like a relationship with a friend, a spouse, or a parent. We also focused on the prayer of help, saying prayers where we acknowledge that we are not the ones in control, that we were not created to meet all of life's demands on our own. And by praying these types of prayers, we are giving up our control and opening ourselves to receiving assistance and care, opening ourselves to be in an honest relationship with God. Now praying prayers of help doesn't mean that God will grant us exactly what we think we need or what we have prayed for, but rather that we are more aware of God with us in our time of need. We also practiced a prayer practice called a gesture prayer, where we prayed with our whole bodies. And if you missed that and want to know more about that prayer practice, there is a link on the church website where you can find out how to pray this way. So over the past three years, I have participated in a monthly spiritual direction group for clergy. And one of the things that this group does and that I appreciate about it is that we spend time in prayer, exploring a variety of ways to pray, but also understanding the rhythms and movements of prayer that happened for centuries before us and continue to happen around us, especially in the monastic world. And I have found this prayer practice, or this practice particularly helpful in my own prayer life because for a long time I struggled with prayer. And one of my struggles with prayer was around the wording and language of prayers, specifically my own, as I didn't feel that my prayers were as religious enough as they were supposed to be, being that I'm a pastor. They didn't have the right combination of theological words, weren't very eloquent or uplifting. And so I would often shy away from praying because I felt that my messy, heretical prayers we were not good enough for God, or good enough for all of God's people. So I wouldn't speak them at church meetings or around hospital beds, or really even in front of our youth, because they were that bad. What my spiritual direction group helped me understand and realize is that there's no prerequisite, there's no requirement that someone has to have before they're spiritual enough to pray. You don't have to go to seminary and have a degree. You don't have to use theological words that no one really understands in order for God to hear you. Prayer, our prayers, are simply our everyday words, lifted up and spoken to God. They are the words of our hearts, the words of our angst, the words of our fears, the words of our joy, however they come out. They can be strung together in long strings of words that flow together like a song. They can be fragmented words as they come to us as our thoughts form. Or they may simply come as one word. Which leads me to talk about our second essential prayer practice. And those are prayers of gratitude. And these are not anything complicated. There's nothing about them at all that makes them hard. They instinctively come to us, and we may not even realize that we have offered them. Because prayers of gratitude come as a simple word of thanks. Prayers of gratitude or prayers of thanks are uttered in a rush of relief when you narrowly miss being in a car accident, when you might have had cancer but find out it was nothing at all, when your college student isn't in the spot where a disaster occurred on their campus. In those moments, we breathe a heavy sigh of relief and mutter, thank you. And our prayers of thanks aren't just in the times of avoiding difficult situations and disasters, but when things go really well too. When we achieve a milestone moment in our lives or in the lives of those we love. We thank God when a child graduates from high school and then again from college, and then again when they finally get a job. We thank God when we get the job that we wanted, when we get the promotion that we had been working for. We thank God when our house sells, when we win a championship game, when the girl or guy that has taken our breath away says yes to us, when everything seems to work out just as we had hoped. But we don't just pray thanks when there are big reliefs or huge blessings in our lives, or at least we shouldn't end our prayers of thanks with these. Rather, as our scripture passages say, our prayers of thanks should keep coming, extending into the mundane moments of our lives too. We should be giving thanks when we find a dollar in a pair of pants that we haven't worn in months, when a particularly shady spot pops up in the midst of a walk or run on a hot day, or even for our ability to walk and run and breathe and move. We should be giving thanks when we get to snuggle with our pets and share a meal with our friends. When we discover a good book and a view of the night sky, the blessings of air conditioning. When we take a moment to stop and reflect, we realize that we have a lot to be grateful for. But here's the thing about prayers of thanks. While we have a lot to be thankful for, we get, and we give thanks to God for these things. We cannot believe that God has orchestrated and micromanaged the specific details of our lives so that we are blessed with these good fortunes. We shouldn't believe that just because I'm a good person or because I'm an upright Christian that God has blessed me with these amazing things. Because when we do... What does that say about our neighbor who hasn't had that same experience of good fortune as we have? Does it mean that God cares less about someone else, the person who is struggling and not like us? And how might that person who is struggling, who has also prayed prayers of help and thanks to God, yet is not seeing good things happen in their life, feel? God doesn't work this way. God doesn't play favorites, nor does God bless someone with more than others. God blesses us all. God isn't orchestrating our good fortunes, but rather, God is with us in those times. God is with us in our good fortune, in those moments and things that we are grateful for, just as God is with us in the moments of our distress and struggle, when we are in need of help. And when we take a look at Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, it helps us to see that prayers of thanks surpass the notion of God orchestrating our good luck and our good fortunes. As Paul, who is a devout disciple of God, sits locked up in prison, he prays prayers of gratitude for the people who have blessed him in his life. He writes, I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray, and it's always a prayer of joy. Paul's level of thankfulness in his current situation is quite ridiculous, but it is exactly what prayers of thanks are about. Seeing the blessings and love that God has given to us despite our situations, seeing the blessings within those moments of hardship and acknowledging our gratitude to God, for his love, grace, mercy, hope, and presence with us. Prayers of thanks aren't about thanking God for the hardships or for the suffering that we experience, but we are thanking God for what we have learned through those hardships, for the people who show up in our lives and walk beside us. As followers of Christ, we have a lot to be thankful for, not just in the times of relief or of huge blessings, but in every circumstance every day. Every day we do not walk this journey alone, even when we feel that we're not. God continues to give us love, grace, joy, and abundance. And it just takes us a moment to stop and notice, to to cultivate a life, a prayer life of gratitude. And so this week's prayer practice that we're going to experiment with is a prayer called popcorn prayer. If you've ever made popcorn, you know that it start, when you start to make popcorn, you listen for a kernel to pop, and then another and another, and then all of a sudden the bag or the pan is bursting with kernels popping all over the place. And it seems a bit chaotic in the moment, but when you're done, you're left with a bowl full of popped corn. And so a popcorn prayer is similar. I will start the prayer with a phrase, and then each of you will finish the prayer with a word or two of your own. And the best part about popcorn prayers is there's no planning. You don't have to wait for your turn. In fact, if more people talk at once, it's even better. So there's no problem with you all talking over each other. And if you're thinking things quietly, that's okay too, because sometimes kernels of popcorn can pop quietly. So the popcorn prayer that we're going to pray this morning is a thank you prayer and i'll begin by saying dear god thank you for and then you get to finish with whatever you're thankful for it could be for a family member or a friend it could be for a comfortable bed for this rainy day so you don't have to work in your yards for your favorite kind of food for whatever you are thankful for and when the popping ends i will close our prayer and so I invite you to get in a position of prayer that you're most comfortable with. Your, your eyes can remain open or they can go closed. You can bow your hands or fold your, bow your heads or fold your hands, not the other way around. You can raise them in the air. I, however you pray, however is most comfortable for you is acceptable ways of praying. And so I invite you to prepare yourselves for prayer. Dear God, we thank you for May it be so. Amen.